metaphors have a way of holding the most truth in the least space. Orson Scott Card. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Today we are talking about the use of similes and metaphors in writing. Before we do that, though, we want to remind you that we are doing a NaNoWriMo giveaway. So if you are participating, head to our website on the very front page on the right hand side. You'll find a link to get more information about how to join us and enter to win copies of our books and some Writing Roots merch. So similes and metaphors are one of those things that I, as an author and as a human being, have kicked and screamed at and stomped my feet and hated basically my entire life. I am a literalist. Anyone who knows me outside of this podcast can tell you that I will always interpret word for word exactly what you mean before I understand anything outside of that. So if he is a dog, I think... He's got ears and a tail. Translates very literally when we're speaking to Lee. Which is funny because I think you use more metaphors in your writing than I do. A lot of that is because I'm trying to convey physical movement in a way that makes sense and doesn't come across as technical. If he's blocking a punch with both hands, swiping across in like a double windmill kind of thing, That doesn't make nearly as much sense as he swiped both of his hands across his vision like windshield wipers. Okay, you've got a clear image of what that looks like. So that is one of the uses of similes and metaphors. In one line, you can convey an idea in a shorter amount of time than it would take to explain it literally. So what is a simile? What is a metaphor? A simile is a direct comparison you use like or as. An example of a simile, she dipped the cookie in the coffee like a young boy might dip his toe into a lake before his first swim. She's doing this like someone would do that. That is the key difference between a simile and a metaphor. Metaphors will do the comparison as if it were real. So his arms were windshield wipers swiping across his vision instead of His arms were like windshield wipers, swiping across his vision. And of course, this is the one I struggle with because I'm thinking he now has windshield wipers attached at the elbows. Not literally, but my first image of that moment is this. And it all depends on your readers. There are very few people out there as literal as Lee. So you're usually good to go with similes, with metaphors, in the right scenarios. And when you choose to use them, when you choose to apply this particular tool, is very indicative of your writing style. A lot of the authors that I follow, that I enjoy, are very literal. And if Lee Child suddenly started being very flowery in his writing with lots of similes and metaphors, I would lose my interest in him as an author. So there are a couple of times when the metaphor is more than just a single line or a single sentence or a single word. If you are using more than one metaphor in your scene, 
They should connect in some way. Her blood turned to ice at the sight of the giant. Her blood thawed and then began to boil when the giant stepped on her sister. Maintaining that continuity between metaphors, at least within the same scene, helps understand. If you hop between metaphors, it gets very messy and very difficult to follow what you're doing. And it feels flowery. You're not in that moment. And then beyond just the scenes, sometimes the entire book can be a metaphor itself. This is most often seen in your literature kind of stories, your novels that were written as a lesson or later on interpreted as a lesson for mankind. The first time I really recognized this part about myself was when we were assigned to read Metamorphosis by Kafka, where the guy, as a teenager, as I recall, turns into a beetle. It was like a metaphor for puberty and changing into something weird and new. I'm going, no, the kid turned into a beetle. That's what the book said. This is also very popular, not just in the English lit genre, but in the softer fiction genres, especially Christian, where you have allegories. One really good example of this is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. It's an entire representation of Christian values. A lot of these types of stories are meant to offer something to the reader, and it's up to the reader to ingest and interpret and therefore participate in the storytelling process, because that's what this means to me. This is a lot more of the artistic writing and less of the entertainment writing. This is also a great tool to relate to your readers in what is an abnormal situation for the characters. So if they're casting a spell, an invisibility spell, I drop it on your head, bloop, Okay, we can kind of visually see that because we've seen that in a bunch of TV shows. But the fairy tapped her on the head and then it felt like an egg had been broken and it was gooing through her hair as it dripped down over her entire body. Okay, we have a better idea of the speed, of the temperature, of the goo. It gives us the sensory details of this moment that would be lost otherwise. Metaphors can also be used as a way to define a character. One of my favorite examples is from Brandon Sanderson's Reckoners series. He has a character who is constantly using similes, calling them metaphors, (laughs) and they are so bad, but it's purposeful and it is that character. It is so defining for that character. If you have a character who is speaking in similes and metaphors, then you need to make sure they're basically the only character who does it. Normal people, and I'm not talking about writers, I'm talking about normal people, rarely speak in similes and metaphors. And people do use metaphors, but they're common metaphors. Like, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. These are things we're not literally going to go to a bridge and cross the bridge. We're not literally going to go burn a bridge. But these are common metaphors that we use all of the time. So a lot of what we've been talking about is serious uses for similes and metaphors. Similes and metaphors can be very comedic. 
like in the Reckoner series, I'm going to read a quote from it because it's amazing. But even a 90-year-old blind priest would stop and stare at this woman. If he weren't blind, that is. Dumb metaphor, I thought. I'll have to work on that one. I have trouble with metaphors. (laughs) So it's ridiculous, it's fun, but it's in the right place. And he is the only character that does this, that comes up with the most absurd things. So it's defining for him. It's a fun moment for the reader to connect with a character. Because how many times do we come up with saying something and then realize, well, that was dumb, and then (laughs) try to move on from it? Another way to use metaphors as comedy is to use malaphors. So I mentioned earlier the you burned that bridge and we'll cross that bridge when you come to it. You can also say we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. That's a malaphor. It's a mixing of metaphors in a comedic way. And of course, if you have your laptop in front of you and are just looking for a giggle, looking up metaphors by high school students can be hilarious. The little boat gently drifted across the pond exactly the way a bowling ball wouldn't. (laughs) Murphy fell 12 stories, hitting the pavement like a hefty bag filled with vegetable soup. It's so visual and Maybe appropriate in the right setting, but man, in the wrong setting with the wrong timing, that is a terrible metaphor. I love it. So learning similes and metaphors is something you have to kind of learn about your own writing style. This is something you'll start to notice as you read more in your genre, what works and what doesn't and what you like and what you don't like. Is it adding to the scene or is it just redefining the scene? If you're just redefining, you're wasting time because it can distract, but it can also add so much. Those undefinable moments, those emotions that we don't have words for, similes and metaphors are great for drawing your reader into that emotion. That's the goal of any writer. Get the readers emotionally invested in your story, connected. And if everything is super literal, it's hard to get that emotional connection. Or it just takes forever because you're spending so much time trying to explain one motion, one movement, one feeling. You don't want to have that distance. And so consider using similes and metaphors, but make sure it's right for your genre. Make sure it's right for you. And if you're like Lee and you don't think in similes and metaphors, go ahead and stick with being literal. That's fine. Because what you should be doing is writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 